0: David turned away, his look of taunting superiority replaced by withering rejection. Roberta had always been able to unnerve him, ever since they were kids, and he struggled to regain his composure. Where is that damned Morris? His voice had a slight hint of hysteria to it, and he breathed deeply to settle himself down. The side door to the office opened, disguised from view as part of the wall's wainscoting and chair rail and Stan Morris, old and frail, came into the room. David and Patrick attempted to stop him as he made his way to his desk, but he curtly waved them off, moving around them to stop in front of Roberta and Jackie. He bent down with some effort to whisper condolences, and Roberta gave him a thin smile. He took her hand in his for a moment and looked at her with deep concern and worry clearly showing on his face and then dropped her hand and walked to the desk to sit down. All the men moved in towards the desk and took their seats behind the women. We are here for the reading of the last will and testament of the late Robert Prescott Reed, recently deceased. The will is dated a little less than two months ago, written on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 1993, stated Morris, with well-practiced gravitas. I will start with the personal assets. To my loving wife, Jacqueline Reed, I leave the bulk of my personal assets and estate, including the house in Chevy Chase, Maryland, the apartment in New York City, and the condo in Aspen, as well as our personal banking and investment accounts. Jackie dabbed at her eyes with her handkerchief, and Roberta reached over to hold her mother's hand. Next, I bequeath one million dollars in cash to the American Freedoms Fund as a charitable contribution, to be used to further the cause of freedom from government intervention in the business and personal lives of Americans. Freedoms which I have long cherished, espoused, and supported in both my business and personal life continued Morris. Everyone shifted uncomfortably, waiting for the lawyer to go on. Next, I bequeath my yacht, the Green Machine, to my brother, Patrick. Morris stopped again and looked up at the assembled group. Well, just get on with it, Morris. You know what we're waiting to hear, said David, much too heatedly. And finally, to my nephew, David Reed, who has been like a son to me and whose long years of service to Reed Public Relations has been invaluable, I bequeath ten percent of my shares in that company. What do you mean, ten percent? asked David. That's got to be a mistake. Morris did not answer and moved on. And to my daughter, Roberta, my namesake, my adversary— the one person in my life who has been on the opposing side of every environmental issue I have worked on in my career, the person who calls me a deceiver, a manipulator, a monster, and has sought to humiliate and embarrass me in public, to the one person for whom I have worked tirelessly to build this company, and to whom I now pass this mantle." I bequeath the rest of my shares and interests, and confer on her the title of CEO and President of Reed Public Relations. Jackie gasped as she heard this unexpected bequest. Wait a goddamn minute, said David. What did you say? Holy shit, said Patrick. Arthur Clark stifled a laugh, and then, unable to contain his reaction, began laughing out loud in hard, side-splitting guffaws as the irony of the news descended on the group. Roberta's eyes widened in disbelief as the reality of what she had just heard set in. "'Oh, God, no,' she pleaded, slowly shaking her head. "'No, no, no!'